friends, and welcome to yet another special edition of the Story Forge podcast. I'm Lyle Smith, your host, and this is the last episode of 2020. First off, my apologies, uh, especially to Peter Walsh and Jason Steinauer for not getting their segments prepared sooner. It has been an incredibly busy holiday season uh, here around the Forge, and we will have new episodes dropping each of the next few weeks for you to listen to. Uh, There have been lots of distractions, an election, a continuing global health crisis, ongoing navigation of other people's opinions about both. A couple of holidays and birthdays. My son Aiden turned 11 on Guy Fawkes Day. Remember, remember the 5th of November. There's been a lot of new business, which has been good, if not challenging for the calendar. And in all that, I think I've finally unraveled the mystery of what this podcast is really about. Yes, I know I've been doing it since April, but discovery is a funny thing. Originally, I set out to collect the stories of people who created their own businesses and how those successes and failures, struggles and achievements can all inspire the rest of us in our own journeys. But it's not really about any of that and all of that at the same time. I realized what we're talking about here is making things. That's what a forge is for, after all, isn't it? Making things. People who make things are interesting. They have vision. They want to contribute. They want to help other people in some way. And that's the lens through which they see their value to the world. We've had people who have made books on this show, people who make music on the show, people who make shows on the show. Uh, I call my friend Melissa Joy from the second episode, who works uh, in the Broadway theater industry, a card-carrying maker of magic. And whether she laughs at me or blushes at hearing me say it, I truly do mean that, because it's true. When you make something, you're sharing a part of yourself with the world. And when the world takes that in, accepts it, and embraces it, that's magic or if it's not magic exactly, it's magical. Dave Johnson talked to me about leading the team that puts on the largest track and field meet in the nation every year. And if you've ever attended just a few minutes of the Penn Relays, you know that's magic. Dr. Christina Carter makes magic for her young dental patients every single day in her Carter Smile Clinic in New Jersey. As mayor of a small town, Mary Jane Canos helps make a community that people not only want to live in, but embraces home every single day. Dave and Kim Colella make magic for both pets and owners with their unique and handcrafted dog products at EarthDog. Making things is what's important and common among all of these uncommon people. I'm going to continue to collect these stories and put them out for your enjoyment, information, entertainment, hopefully inspiration. They've all inspired me. And that's what I'm making. In the spirit of magic transforming something into something else, with Christmas looming at the end of this week, I wanted to share something that someone else took the care and time to make once. As children grow, and if you listen to this show, you know my son Aiden a little bit, you'll know he's growing through that phase understanding how the mysteries of the world evolve and change over time. I like to think that magic doesn't disappear. It merely changes form. 
in the September 21, 1897 edition of the New York Sun. There was published a letter to the editor and a response from the lead editorial writer Francis Farcellus Church that became perhaps the most famous newspaper editorial of all time. Dear Editor, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon, 115 West 95th Street. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect, as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary the world would be if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight the eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus, you might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus. But even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus. But that is no sign there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not, but that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are unseen and unseeable in the world. You may tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside but there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia, in all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus. Thank God he lives and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Be careful out there.
If you find yourself enjoying the StoryForge podcast, please give us a review at Apple Podcasts or we're on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps others find the show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you do. All recording, editing, and executive producing tasks are handled by yours truly, Lyle Smith of NimbleSmith, the content marketing agency. This podcast would not be possible without the sincerely excellent help of our friend and associate producer, Anthony Sergi, who produces numerous podcasts, including the truly excellent A Guest in the House about all things hip-hop. The music on the podcast was provided by Jody Nardone and the Jody Nardone Trio, Lights Will Guide You Home album, and uh, his special Christmas album for this special episode. And if you'd like to send us questions or feedback or suggestions for other subjects or guests, you can reach us through the StoryForge website. That's thestoryforge.com, all words separated by hyphens. Or you can email us at cheers at nimblesmith.com, spelled N-Y-M-B-L-E-S-M-I-T-H dot com. Thank you.